All right, you ready? Yep. Have you got a joke? I have. <laughs> you, you just gave me that look like... I've been, writing, I've been sitting on this one. Yeah. So, guy goes up to the golf course for a game by himself. Mm. And as what happens with the golf course, Pete, as you're aware, well aware, if you go up by yourself generally in a busy day, they'll pair you up with someone else. Yep. For a game. And this guy did. He got paired up with someone else. So, they got, you know, playing off the first tee and hit down and blah, blah, blah. I get to about the third or fourth hole and he asks that it's the inevitable question, which you do, what do you do for a living? And, you know, this guy says to the other guy, what do you do for a living? And this bloke replies, well, I'm a, actually just don't keep it quiet, but I'm a, I'm a hit man. Like, what? He says, yeah, I'm a hit man. I'm a contractor killer. He says, you're not talking gaming here. Like, no, 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 no. I'm a legitimate hit man. There's my sniper off right there in my, in my bag. He says, oh, God. So how interesting, you know. So for the next couple of holes, they're talking about it. And um, they get to about the 12th and this guy's fascinated by this hitman's, you know, story. And anyway, they, on the 12th hole and as luck would have it, the guy who can see his house, it's quite a picturesque course, he can see his house from the 12th hole. Mm. And he goes, hey, do you mind if I have a look at your sniper? I should want to see what, look at my wife through, look at my house through the, um, through the scope. God, yeah. He goes, yeah, go for it. So he pulls out his, um, pulls out his sniper, he has a look and he sees his wife naked on the balcony. He's going, what's going on here? And then he sort of looks, and then the next door neighbor walks in. Ooh. And they start making out on the balcony, <clears throat> naked. Yeah. And this guy's furious. And he says to the hitman, right, what's your fee? And the sniper goes, 50 grand a bullet, and I never miss. He goes, right, I'm going to give you 100 grand. I want you to get your gun right now and shoot my wife in the mouth because she's a nagging bitch and I've never liked her. And she's cheating on me with my neighbor. And I want to shoot him in the balls because I've had enough and I'm disgusted by the lack of loyalty here. And the sniper goes, you sure? hundred grand. He goes, yep, yep, hundred grand. Two bullets, mouth, balls. <laughs> so the sniper goes, all right. So he's lining up, lining up in like seconds. You know, it goes into like a minute and the guy's just waiting. And the, uh, the sniper's waiting. The guy says, what are you waiting for? Just take the shot. He goes, hang on, mate. I'm about to save you 50 grand. <laughs> Nice sniper! What a what a lovely assassin! <laughs> oh, oh, let's get into it, shall we? Let's Come do on. it! All right. Come on! Attack commences in sixty seconds. Welcome to the game on AUS podcast episode sixty eight. Up your bloody date! As you mentioned last week, Dan. Yes. We're this close. Oh. This close to dinner for two. <laughs> As we record this in beautiful, sunny Perth on this, uh, the 22nd of February. Yes. It's wonderful. We've got plenty to get through. Uh, Today is all about the remasters, it would seem. Amazing. In terms of top three things that gamers need to know this week, some big names in there. So wait till you hear what we've got to say. Something will lead into the greatest racing game of all time, and then we'll put it to you as well, Uh, the community around Game on AOS on Facebook. We have our first ever interview with a really successful Twitch streamer. She's going to tell us a lot about what you need to do the same, and then sights on the way as well. Are you ready, Danny Boy? Do it, buddy! Game on! Excellent! Game on! Game on! 
It's game time. Excellent. Isn't it disgusting when you work in a glass recording studio and you have these numpties out here in Tom and Adam? Didn't see any of that gyration then. Flogs. They didn't appreciate the good gyration that we were doing. Look at, look at their, they walk around like peacocks as well. <laughs> yeah. right. I'm a peacock. Yeah, I'm a peacock. Let me fly. Your show rate's number two. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible, isn't it? Anyway. Oh, so, okay, all right. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> Let's just move on. Oh, God. Hey, welcome. Welcome to another week, episode 68 of the Game on AUS podcast. My name's Pete. My name is Dan, the internet. And we just do this for an hour where we're going to bang on about gaming. You know why? Because we bloody love gaming. And bloody, what do we bloody else love, Pete? We bloody else love bloody, bloody gaming. gaming. It is a ripper. Let's do the thanks. Go around the table. PLE Computers, absolute superstars, mm-hmm. as always. As always. Uh, our tech sponsors who are just chocking us up with everything that we need to keep this beast running. Battleball chair uh, almost up for grabs. That's right. So uh, we did release it on the Facebook page. We released the video. All right. It's our shit chair campaign. We want to take you from shit chair to shit yeah. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> so make sure you head to facebook.com forward slash game on AUS. And uh, we need to be hammering that into you at the moment from the podcast because Facebook are they are being yes. Fucking Ooh, what's going on? With you said that I know word. shit. It is too. Yeah. As I said it in last week's podcast. And now you oh, said it again. It's naughty. The, the crumpet word. Um. So yeah, they, I don't know. Fucking Facebook, Mate, man. Which, what's going on? They're there? on this like, bent about meaningful interactions. So they're now penalising pages like ours that just want to get out there and and build a community. Build a community. Yeah. Through sharing. Yeah. Suck yes. a dick, Facebook. Yes. Um. Fuck. That should be sites. Suck but it's, you suck. It's not, it's not going to be sites because you have sites. I've got sites, yeah. Um, we also want to say hi to Sophie Blue and the Blue Planet PRT. Awesome. Uh, great support as per usual. I did see a post the other day about um, the announcements for PAX 2018. Oh, yeah, sweet. Dates have been announced, ticket details, so on and so forth. So you know, through our relationship with them, we're going to be bringing you information and interviews as we get closer to PAX later on in the year. Bang. Um don't forget to check us out across all of the usuals. If you're about to jump on a flight, whether it be Qantas International and Domestic or Jetstar Domestic, we have a refresh. So, uh, oh, yeah, sweet. you're going to be hearing something new. Um, that happens every couple of months. It just so happens that this is the week for it. So uh, that's good news. Also, facebook.com forward slash game on AUS. And the pinned post is where you can find everything you need to know about winning that Battle Bull chair um, valued at $300. And also, uh, check us out on twitch.tv forward slash game on AUS, which is going to lead me into just a little tease here, Dan. Yes. Um, we've been very fortunate to, and you heard me tell this story a few podcasts ago, we got raided by a very successful Twitch streamer um, by the name of Dragonfruit. She's an absolute superstar. She is very good at what she does. Um, a bit of back and forth, and here we are a few weeks later. She will be joining us on the podcast for a good chat about what it takes to be a great Twitch streamer and just tell us about her story on the road to becoming a successful Twitch streamer. So very much looking forward to that. Yep. She is sensational. All right. Uh, I think it's just about time that we got started as we get stuck into the top three things that gamers need to know this week. Best sting of all time. It is a good sting, oh, isn't awesome. it? Pete, you're just a genius. It man. really is a good sting for a couple of reasons. Um, one in particular, which we will get to after we discuss top three bit of news number three. But this, 
What a way to kick this off. Sorry, that's my internet. I was going to say, yeah. What a way to kick this off. We have been given details that Modern Warfare 2 will get a remaster coming in 2019. If you don't mind, absolutely beautiful. Listen to that. This thirst cannot be quenched until the last man standing has fallen. Oh, God. This appears to be the work of the ultra-nationalists led by the shadow of Zakaev, one Vladimir Makarov. The Makarov. Oh, yeah. The Prime Minister has pledged full support to aid in any way possible. Zakaev kept Makarov in check, but no longer. The world's man of action. Got a contact in Rio. Don't you have a guy on the inside? He's gone silent. Makarov's reach is spreading. This can only end one way. You may be able to destroy me. But the beast will eventually come for you. Oh my god! What? Going through that trailer, seeing all of those different bits and pieces, like there are missions there that I had forgotten about, like the the snow ski yeah. mission. Yes. What you know? It's funny. It just struck me then as we're listening to that. So, game is a little. You know, you have your favorite movies that you watch multiple times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've gone through this. And we'll get to this in item number three today of the news. But I've gone through this a few times with games where I've actually gone and replayed the game because I just loved it so much. My most recent example is GTA 4. Oh, yeah. I just want, I was desperate for a GTA 4 when I found out Red Dead Redemption was being, 2 was being delayed. It's a rock star game, eh? I wanted a rock star game, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm too tight to go and buy a GTA 5 when it's still 50 bucks. Fuck that. Yeah, but when it's it, still 50 bucks for a reason. Well, not. Like, it's, it's well, a fucking well, good true, game. Right? Um. I've seen Dumb and Dumber the movie probably 50 times, and I could probably watch it another 50 times. I fucking love it, mm-hmm. right? And this is a game that I could play over and over again, I reckon. But yeah. I'm really glad, despite... I think it is um, retro-compatible, backwards-compatible on Xbox. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. But I I've, haven't played it. And I can't... Now I've heard that again, I can't wait to play it again. And I will play it happily again. Couldn't agree more. Because I know what happens. I know the story. I know... You know, probably I'll probably go through it a bit quicker, even though it's been a long time since I've played the campaign. I'll still... You, things come back to you, right? Yeah. But that whole Spec Ops, all that shit, will be unbelievable. The game, the same as well. <clears throat> from start to finish, was just a... was perfectly it was a executed. It was, it was a, a masterpiece. masterpiece, you know? And you still see posts popping up about moments in that game from the campaign where you go, oh, my God, do you remember this? Like, the, the moment where... And I'm not going to spoil it, but the moment where you get betrayed... Yeah. I mean, for me, that was a moment that will forever be burnt in my mind Correct. because I did not see it coming. No. And it was built around a story that was genuinely fun and provocative to play. 
I love everything about Modern Warfare 2, and I'm the same as you. I have not played it since jumping off, you know, losing interest in the multiplayer because Modern Warfare 3 came out and then the ones that came out after that, and then I got onto zombies and so on and so forth. But I have not played that campaign. I've played it twice in my life. Once the first time around, then the second time around on hard mode not long after. And that's it. That's where it stayed. And like you looking at that, I can't wait to play a remastered version of it. Is that the game, because I get my Modern Warfare's mixed up, but is that the one where your first level in campaign or Spec Ops was a training one? It was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And yep. if you play co-op, you had to both do it. Yeah. And, and it was like, that was unreal. Yeah, I, unreal. I haven't seen that. I love Spec Ops in that, in that game because you know I love co-op gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um you remember the grassy level where you could just see the sniper um, shine? Yeah, you had like, to you had to watch out for the flash. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. I don't remember seeing that before. And this is back in 2008, so 10 years ago. And then those juggernauts would come at you. And that was actually I, one of the few times in my life I actually been scared by yeah. a game. Not scared as in, oh my God, you know, it's just like, oh, fuck, and your heart beats, you know, because you just want to, you got to get this prick before he gets here. Like, yep. It's unreal. Like, I get goosebumps talking about it still. I and then again, wait. like, a, obviously, a remastered version, um, it's not just the campaign that you'll be playing, it's all that other stuff that you mentioned that it brings with it. It's the co op mode. Spec Ops, um, it is the, and particularly the thing that I'm looking forward to is playing a remastered version of the uh, multiplayer. Because for me, to this day, as far as multiplayer shooters are concerned, that is still the one that I go back to. They had the best levels. The best levels, best best set of weaponry. There wasn't too much, you know what I mean? They had a really great balance of we're going to give you enough to make this challenging, but we're not going to give you too much to the point where. Um, it's not like Black Ops where they had the fucking dogs come in and the bloody ah, bombing things. Like piss off. There was every like that. I I find that in in modern shooters, I find that they give you too much. There is too much in the game. I agree. for a run and I gun. I agree totally. Right, you know, and then adding other things like wall running and jetpacks yeah. and all that sort of stuff. You know, build me a different game or put leave that to Titanfall. Yeah, right. But like, see, but see, Titanfall I think did it pretty well. The first one, not the second one, but the first one. I again, I reckon had that balance right of. Yeah, there's a few things you could do, but it wasn't like you weren't overloaded with gadgetry. Yeah, but there was a yeah, but you didn't have to be because you had the added component component of the Titans. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that. That's why I say put it in a different game or leave that shit to Titanfall because it's it's a different build for a game, right? Adding the Titans, you didn't have to add again. That was a great balance of um, weaponry at your disposal, right? And the wall running fit with that because. You had to, like, it was part of it the... It made sense. Yeah. It made sense because it was part of the scope of having Titans in the multiplayer part of the game, right? Yep. yep. Whereas with Modern Warfare 2, give me a run and gun where you need some skill. Yep. You know, like, that's it. Like, give me just a nice suite of weapons. Don't give me too much. Don't give me wall running. Don't give me jetpacks. Don't give me... Don't give me all this other shit as well, like, um, yeah. you know, like pink and green skins for your guns and blah, blah, blah. I had so much fun... Yeah. Doing the challenges to unlock diamond weaponry skins and gold weaponry skins and platinum and, and all that sort of stuff. Oh, know? that's that, you know, give me a game with skill and also that top platform and rust. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a grenade launcher. Oh, man. I, you know what? 2019, bring it on. This is fantastic news. Um, as we mentioned before, this is very much a top three things you need to know in, in gaming this week that is about, is it around remasters? Because yeah. we have literally, this news has literally just dropped as of today, the 22nd of February. Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo Switch is is apparently releasing this year, this year, 2018, with new content. 
New content. Yes, this from Press Start. Uh, it's honestly been surprising to see that Nintendo hasn't announced Super Smash Brothers on Nintendo Switch yet. Everybody expected that they'd release the Wii U 3D version on Switch a la Mario Kart 8, which mm. they've done. They just slapped Deluxe onto the front yeah, of it, added yeah. a few other bits and pieces. Yeah. And there would have been nothing wrong with that. Longtime Nintendo insider Emily Rogers has stated on Resaterra that Super Smash Brothers will be released on Nintendo Switch later this year with an existing Wii U 3DS content as well as brand new content. In all honesty, this is exactly what we've been predicting. I uh, expect the, the, the reason why this hasn't released yet is because Nintendo are adding some new stages, new characters, new mode or two. It'll also probably launch alongside their proper online service. Now you know that I have ah. a you know that I have a little bit of a like a, a little bit of a <laughs> fuck you press start. Like that's yeah 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 right right. Um, Shannon yes Shannon uh, Giblet Giblet Grixty Grixty lovely yeah, close enough right yeah. new content and a new mode or two. A new mode or two is not spelt T-O-O. It's spelt T-W-O, oh, for fuck's sake. What are you doing? Typing this from your phone with autocorrect? For Christ's sake, you bloody... So anyway, um, look, beyond that, there's not much, but I will be telling you this, Dan. Now that we have a relationship with Nintendo, mm. um, my uh, Nintendo rep gets back in about a week or so from holidays. I'll chuck her an email and find out and chase up what's going on with this. The mind boggles... With the online component to me, how much could you have in a room of people battling? I mean, you know, the, the roster of, of the exactly the roster of uh, Nintendo's the roster of Nintendo characters in a Super Smash Brothers game yeah. grew with every Super Smash yeah. Brothers game released to the point where there's gotta be close to thirty five or forty in the roster now. Yeah. Um, far out, mate. Like online. Imagine could, 40 people. In you could do, you know, the WWE battle. Yeah. Ba yeah. The uh, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah. Over the top rope and all that sort of stuff. Like you could literally, what would happen is I could see it now. This could be a great game mode, right? Where it would start with, uh, two people yeah. and then every 30 seconds, another online person oh, would be same. added to the game. Peter. Thank this you. is why I know Dan. I know I've said Dan. this a million times. Pete. I know Dan. And forgive everyone out, forgive me everyone out there for me banging on about this. But this is why all these gaming places need to hire you and I. Yep. I will happily leave my day job for a hundred grand a year. Easy. To go one hundred and fifty. To to um <laughs> to yeah, you gotta, travel the world you gotta and aim consult, a bit further consult so about gaming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, these are ideas. I've got a great idea for a Star Wars game, which I'm not going to reveal today. Yep. I've got it. I've, I haven't even told you yet, but it is a fucking oh, cracker. God. And if EA are listening. Talk to me. Good tease. Good tease, Dan. Thank you. So there you go. Super Smash Brothers. Uh, apparently, the whispers are we will get something this year. Yeah, right. Hey, uh, top bit of news, number three, that gamers need to know this week, Burnout Paradise. And shared to us on God Mode in our Facebook uh, group, God Mode, for people who want to go and have a look, by uh, Chris Inglis, I believe. This is very exciting news for me because this is one of the games I ha have actually replayed as a retro backwards compatible game. Mm. And now I'm a bit pissed off because I put a lot of time into this about Oh, a year ago, I reckon, I think it's one of those ones that Xbox releases a free, you know, games, games of gold free game. And I went, oh man, I used to love that game and I downloaded it and I absolutely like played that whole island. Have you played the game? Oh, long, long time ago. I yeah. haven't, I haven't played it, put it this way. I probably haven't touched it in the last 10 to 15 years. I wanted to make this number three peak because I wanted to go on a bigger chat about what is the greatest racing game of all time. Okay. Now, I'm biased and I'm not much of a racing game guy, so I'm going to claim and make my st stance on this that Burnout Paradise to me is the greatest racing game I've ever played. 
why that is so is because I thought it took what was a really stock standard old genre. I mean, I had, again, speaking my age now, but there was a game on the Atari 2600 called, fuck, what was it called? Can't remember. But it had a paddle. And I'm gonna put, I'll put a story up about it on a game on AUS. Yeah. And the controller was a thing that fit in your hand with a, like a um, paddle, like a, a circle. It's like a knob that you turn right a, or left? T- right, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. a button on the side. Yeah. And this game was called Night Rider or something. It wasn't Night Riders in the um, David Hasselhoff. No, not that one. It was something like that. It was literally, you know, so I've played one of the first original console racing games, right? So I've had a long history with them. I loved Burnout Paradise because it took what was essentially a racing game, but but evolved it to. There was not just racing. There was the takedowns. There was the um, stunt stuff. You know, mm-hmm. all on an island, an open world island. And yeah. From at the time, I, I mean, there were open world games, but I remember this one being just really cool. And the fact they had a, like a dedicated DJ back announcing stuff. Oh yeah. They had add-ons. Um, you know, Gunners, I mean, I'm not a massive Gunners fan, but Gunners playing Paradise City was always like this. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought it was just unreal. So to get a remaster to me is fantastic news because again, it like we talked last, uh, last week, it reintroduces a classic to a younger audience. So there might be kids out there who are, you know, now 12, 13, 14, 15, who 10 years ago were actually, that's even older. That's about 12 years old, that game. They were, were still nappies, right? So they're going to get the chance to live through a game that I thought was a groundbreaking genre-defining game, which is why I love it so much and why I yep. think it's the best racer. Now, we will put some Facebook after our chat here. So, Hang on, just quickly before you get to that, um, because I know where we're going with this, yep. uh, I just want to say that in terms of people listening to this wanting to know more info, Burnout Paradise, it's getting the current gen from EA. Uh, it's going to get a PS4 and Xbox One release uh, on March 16th. This year, yeah, this year. So, so that's, we're, that's we're right. a month away. God damn it! Right, and PC awesome. version will be coming later on this year as well, and it will cost you around about US forty bucks, which is about fifty bucks. Fifty-five. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go on. So I was gonna, so we will put this on so everyone can have their say on the best racer because I know there's probably people listening to this going, "Oh my god, this guy's a fucking idiot," because it's not a true racer, as in like a Forza or a. Um, you know, bloody dirt rally or whatever those, but I just loved it because I think it bridged the gap between someone like me who's not that into racing, and that's where I'm coming from. I'm not massively a car head or a racing kind of guy, so to me, it was the perfect uh, it was like someone like me who or like you who hates golf games but might play a golf game that has a bit of fun, you know, or yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It doesn't, it's not a strict simulator of golf, yeah, that's why I love Burnout Paradise, and I think it's why it's got a massive appeal. Um, and it's one of those games that, you know, interesting with the remaster, whether they redo the DJ, cause it, what was the guy's name? DJ Atomica. And he, he was your classic American eighties. Hey guys, you know, it cracked these really lame jokes and, you know, um, but I love that because it was built for that time. Yeah, I yeah. thought, so I wonder, interesting to see how that goes. Interesting. I mean, remasters, is this as a bigger topic again, Pete? And I will let you have your saying races at the moment. Just let me have this say this go thing on, for a moment. Go on. Is this a sign that we're starting to get lose creative ideas for gaming? Or is it just a week that we have three remasters? God, it's a good question, it's isn't a, it? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I don't mind it because I think I'd like to see remastered games. Mm. There's some, you know, there's some losses and misses. Like GoldenEye, the remaster was terrible. I think, for I think, example. I think given, oh God. I want to explore this, but I want to explore this further. So I think we hold well, that question off as a proper chat. Let's do that next week. Let's do that I'm next week. I'm making a note right now. Yeah, please make a note right now because 
God, that's a great that's a great topic of discussion, isn't it? And we'll put that one on Facebook too, because that's a good one to get some feedback for for next week. Because I don't, I don't think we're losing fresh ideas. I I think. Do you reckon they think it's more of a safe bet? Let's save it for next. Let's week. save it for next week. Uh, yeah. All right, racing yeah. games. Racing games. What's I'm going to give you top three. Okay. Three. Super Sprint back in the eighties. Oh yeah. Arcade game. Yeah. Fucking love that game. Two, a game called Supercars on the Amiga 500. Amazing, amazing game. That was a racer game, but you also had to build your car, and it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. And one, Burnout Paradise. There you go. Okay. See, I'm glad you opened up with three, because for me, this 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 particular question, um, I think there's enough scope for you to have multiple ones, because it transcends generations, right? So, I mean, Mario Kart's technically a racing game. Well, Mario Kart, see, for me... If I had to put anything at the top, it would be Mario Kart, yeah. because Mario Kart. Let's talk. Let's let's leave that out of it because that's an obvious, right? You reckon leave that out of it? Yeah. I don't know. Leave that out of it because, okay, not everybody knows Burnout Paradise, but everybody knows Mario Kart. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, on that alone, you've got to assume that Mario Kart tops the list, right? Yeah. But it adds another element. If we're talking races from a more pure sense, then. I mean, for me, one particular one that I tend to go back to a fair bit on the Nest Mini, right, is Excite Bike. Oh yeah, like I, I loved Excite Bike, but I think that's got a lot more to do with the fact that it was that was one of the very first racing games that I was uh, exposed to as a child, yes. right? Because we had that on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh well, like Super Sprint for me, or it's probably a pile of shit now. But back in the day, it was one of the first games that had steering wheels on the arcade machine. Yeah, yeah. you could play four player. I was like, whoa, this is. Sweet. So excite bikes in there. Um, I would have to throw. Oh God, why has it escaped me now? Uh, why? Why? Oh fuck! Do you know when you did that with your nose on the microphone? Because yeah. you got bright orange microphone head. You look like Beaker from. So okay. So Number we're going two. back to uh, Road Rash. Oh yeah, yes, yes. Now Road Rash. The reason why I loved it because it was because it added the element of battle. So it wasn't just about getting from point A to point B. It was about getting from point A to point B, causing as much destruction to the other riders around you as you were trying to make your way there. Yeah, and you it. had everything. You had chains and you had bats and yep. you could kick the other riders yep. and so on and so forth. And I think the other one that I would have to throw in there, um, because for me, I felt that this was actually a game changer and it probably had actually had a lot more to do with the fact that at the time, um, it fit, it, it plugged a hole in the industry that people were crying out for off the back of the popularity of the need for speed. Uh, not the need for speed, the Fast and the Furious franchise. Oh yeah. Right. That whole customization of yep. your rice rockets, yep. right? Like that sort of thing. For me, it was need for speed underground too. So yes. that game gave you, you know, and at that time I didn't have my license and uh, even if I did, wouldn't, you know, I was at school, I wouldn't have been able to afford anywhere near a, a GTR or anything like that. That game did an incredible, um, gave you an incredible opportunity to live out your fantasy of driving that that Nissan Skyline GTR from from the um, Fast and the Furious movies, right? Yeah, right. But it was, it was a great combination, a great balance of, um, awesome racing, mm. right? Uh, um, and it had a great, a whole heap of really amazing racing modes as well. So there was the quarter mile, mm. there was the the full long track, mm. um, there was the uh, drifting. 
yep. as well, which was really good. Um, but the the customization process in that game to this day is still one of the best customization processes yes. that a game has ever had um, in terms of just getting the balance right. You yeah. Know? Uh, and also the soundtrack was fantastic too because they, they used like really great tracks. I mean, you know, whenever you, whenever we have thrown this out to the community and said, tell us your favorite soundtrack from a game, Need for Speed Underground 2 comes out a fair bit. And the one that tends to come out from that, Riders on the Storm. Yeah, you know, right, yeah. by uh, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, like it. It's just ah. It for me, it had everything. And I know since then there have been a fair few that have come out, which you could say, you know, they're they're really great. And I guess you could almost drop this down to, um, segments or categories of the genre as well, because mm. you know, where does something like Gran Turismo fit in? And Gran yeah. Turismo is a great game, mm. but it's it's a simulator, right? Well, and this is my point too. You're quite right. Racing games probably a bit too broad, right? But we talked in episode 15, 20 about the fact that I've, I'm of the opinion, and you are too, that gamers are excellent drivers mm, in real life. Yeah, yeah. I'm an excellent driver, and I'm, I'll, I'll say that on the record, right? My awareness, uh, let's say what, uh, what's that? That's 180 degrees. I'm doing, doing arms here. Mm. So what's that about? 140? Oh, you'd, be, you'd be putting that in. Yeah, well, even 180, yeah, right? Know. Boom. I see everything, right? Uh, Qu- quite, quite <laughs> good. And I, and I always put it down to the fact that you, and you said the same thing, maybe the fact that gamers, uh, you know, eye-hand coordination is quite good. You know, you, you're aware, you, you, you sort of, you got, you're facing something on the screen, you're seeing other stuff in your peripheral, right? But maybe it's because too, we've been driving before we could get a license. Yeah, that's true. We've been driving for a long time. And I know the games are all race here, race there, and you know, but you're, you're still doing a lot of elements of driving that you do in real life. Yeah. You know, um, no, knowing when to brake, knowing when to accelerate, you know, knowing when to swerve, that kind of shit. So, so, and there's a lot of games that replicate the actual driving experience really well. Mm. So maybe that's a thing. I'd, I'd love to know what, you know, I'm, don't know many gamers who um, would tell me outright that they're a great driver the way you and I <laughs> go on and pontificate about. But at the same time, it'd be good, you know, it's an interesting little thought. Yeah. Um, because so we do drive, you know. You're going you're gonna to drop that question up on the I'll write Facebook a story. Page. I'm going to get you to give me your top three. I'm going to write it as a story and we'll put it up and ask the question. We'll, we'll put it in next week, I reckon. I, um, like, you know... What people have to remember too is that you and I go into this thing half cocked. We don't talk, talk any, put any kind of thought into this. So there's probably I'm probably going to finish this chat and then go, oh fuck, test drive on the you know there's games. But to me, Burnout Paradise um, is my favourite racing game of all time. But yeah. I I'm completely saying that knowing that I'm not a massive racing fan and people out there will go, well you know what it's bloody this or that for whatever reason. So we'll yeah, put the question yeah. up there. All right. Hey, um, listen, we've got to catch up with, uh, with Dragonfruit, Twitch streamer, twitch.tv forward slash Dragonfruit. But before we do, I just want to, I just want to read out a couple of things from the game on AUS community. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, because, and this has only just popped into my head to do this right now. Right now. Uh, see? Half cock, see? Half cock, right? <laughs> I fucking love it. There's no full cock involved. Um, but look, I, I just want to, um, I just want to applaud the game on AUS community for taking part in this particular post that we dropped yesterday. And it was, oh, was the, um... name a game, but replace one word with <laughs> asshole. Can I just read through some of these comments? Because I think they are spectacular. <laughs> All right. So uh, here we go. Um, Grand theft asshole. <laughs> Monster asshole. Asshole of duty. 
fucking brilliant. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Witcher 3, wild asshole. <laughs> Horizon Zero, asshole. Asshole Tycoon. Diablo 2, Lord of the Asshole expansion pack. Super Asshole Party. Candy Asshole Saga. Zelda, asshole of time. <laughs> this is just brilliant. League of Assholes. Uh, Red Dead Asshole. Sonic the Asshole. <laughs> Kelly Slater, pro asshole. Red Asshole. Mortal Kombat asshole, mass asshole, asshole effect. Do you know what? What? I just had a fucking idea, Pete. Yeah, go on. Let's shoot a video of you just saying all these names. Sure. Cut. That cut sounds jumps. great. All boom, right. boom, boom, boom. That would be hilarious. Uh, I love it. Um, Assassin's asshole. <laughs> Star Wars, Knights of the Old Asshole. <laughs> Chris Walker's is fantastic because yeah. you think of every game that's got one word and Chris just dropped in asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's classic. Brilliant. Brilliant. I um uh, what was yours? Oh well I, I What did you start I, with? I threw the post and I started up I started it up, so I said player unknowns asshole grounds. Okay, well I, I didn't actually contribute, but I was thinking something like I thought I'd be a smart ass about it. The fractured butt asshole. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, because it's sort of about bums anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Boom. Uh, All right. Dragon Fruit, eh? All right. Dragon Fruit. Yeah. What um, a legend. What an absolute legend. So, you know, twitch.tv slash game on AUS. Of course I do, Pat. Right. Uh, that is where we do some Twitch streaming. Now, like I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, had the absolute pleasure of being raided by another Twitch streamer. Mm. Now, for those of you who are listening who don't know what being raided means, it, it is only it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's yeah. only great things, right? And uh, I'll take you back to that moment. I was just playing a little PUBG with a couple of the guys, and I'd sent out a few tweets. And then all of a sudden, um, the concurrent viewers on the Twitch stream went from like seven or eight and a little bit of chat to it ballooned to like 70, just blew up. And then the chat just started going nuts and people are going, raid, raid, (laughs) dragon fruit raid, hashtag dragon fruit. I'm like, what is- Great name, by the way. What is going on here? So did a little digging and um, made some inquiries and I'm absolutely pumped to say- that we managed to get a hold of Dragon Fruit herself, and we're talking to her on the on the podcast today. Yes. Uh, Kayla, aka Dragon Fruit, thank you so much for your time. It's so great to have you on the Game on yeah. AUS podcast. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So I I just want to go back and explore that moment for just a, a a little bit, right? When you did that Twitch raid for us, which by the way, thank you so much because it was so. Awesome. It was such a great moment because I'd seen it on so many other Twitch streamers' uh, streams. So you see raids take place and you go, oh my God, I wonder like how that would feel to have that happen to us. What happened in that moment? Why did you decide to raid Game on AUS? I, uh, a lot of times I like just kind of go into the sections and looking for like more small, like smaller people just because I was smaller once and it's cool to like get a huge raid and I know like I always love seeing people's reactions like you like got out of your seat and stuff and that's like <laughs> that's why I do it and I was like what do you guys want to watch and you were playing um what was it Shadow of the Colossus I was and they wanted to check that out so I just ended up reading you <laughs> so how did you how did you find me I like that's that's the thing how did you find the Twitch stream at the time I went to the browse section and I like looked at the games and then from there I kind of just scrolled down until I saw oh this guy looks cool he's having a lot of fun with chat 
So it's just a matter of coincidence, honestly. <laughs> that's that's good. Like it's it's good to know these sorts of things because I mean I you know it it's good to have a an idea of how this sort of stuff takes place because for a Twitch streamer when you're starting out. It's about, and I'm sure you can attest to this, uh, Kayla, it's about um, finding those moments where you explode or you have a really good stream and replicating them. Yeah. Well, and one day we, we might be able to pay it forward too. So this is a great experience for us because hopefully one day we'll be able to return in kind to someone smaller than us. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's a yeah, lovely sure. little circle of life. So um, for those of uh, the people listening to the Game on AUS podcast who they know who Dragon Fruit is now in terms of our audience because mm. we've uh, we've spoken about this moment a fair bit, but um, they don't know who Dragon Fruit is in terms of how she started, what exactly it is that, that you stream, so on and so forth. So let's go back to the very beginning. How did you first start and how long let's start with how long have you been a twitch streamer for i've been streaming i think for a little bit over a year but in between that time i took like a six month hiatus so about like eight months i want to say yeah right was there why why did you take the hiatus at the time um i just honestly my viewer count wasn't where i wanted to be i wasn't feeling motivated to stream and i was getting caught up with like school and stuff it was like a a whole bunch of things at once. How do you take a moment like that and how do you turn it into trying to find that motivation again? Do you remember that moment where you found that motivation or was it purely just a coincidence of, oh, I've got a bit of time, um, I'm going to play some games and you sort of went from there? I think I think it was like uh, partially kind of finding that moment where it's like, oh, I'm, I kind of miss streaming. I miss like the few people that I did get to speak to. And just like playing a game and I'm like, oh, I really would like to talk to people while I play this kind of a thing. Mm. Really interact with other people. At, at that time, how many people did you have following you or even subscribing to you on Twitch? I had, I think, 130 maybe following wow. me. Really? Is that it? <laughs> yeah. That's insane because your current your current follower count stands at eight thousand four hundred and seventy two. But one of the things that really um, really draws me to uh, your stream, right, and the success of it is that I have seen streams where the follower count is up into the tens of thousands, and yet there's only maybe twenty or thirty people watching at any one time. Whereas you jump on Dragonfruit stream, Dan, and she's got eight thousand four hundred seventy two, but her concurrent viewers you know, reach past a hundred yeah, right. on average, right? Yeah. Which is, which is incredible. Mm. Why, why do you think that might be the case, Kayla? Um, honestly, it's the people that I've ended up becoming friends with, like bigger streamers and the, I play VR chat a lot and that community is really big on like if a big streamer ends and like I'm still streaming, they'll all jump into mine kind of a thing. So it's like a, it's kind of a shared community mm-hmm. almost, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. So is that what you mainly stream? You mainly stream a lot of VR stuff? I've uh, kind of, I did a lot of VR when I was like getting big, but now I'm kind of going to more just variety games, doing whatever I want kind of a thing. And one of the other things that I, because I, I know that you do, because I've seen you do this, is you don't necessarily just stream games. This is mind-blowing because I have always thought of Twitch as a place where you go to watch people play games. But Mm. as I'm getting deeper into this community, I'm starting to find out that the unique streamers and the successful streamers are actually the ones that do 
a lot of other stuff other than streaming games. And uh, I came across yours, I think it would have been a, about a week ago, and you were you were making things. You were doing craft at one stage. Oh, yeah. there's uh, The creative community is really cool, too. I was using a, a 3D pen and just kind of making templates and stuff. And I like those because it gives me more time to just kind of have one-on-one talks with my chat. Yeah. Whereas, like, games, you get kind of focused in on your game. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's a very awesome. good point. Yeah. You know, because, um, Kayla, I'm of what you'd probably call the elderly realm of gaming. I'm, <laughs> I've been gaming since the 80s. But what I love about Twitch, it takes me back to 1985 or 6. I'm in an arcade playing Donkey Kong with eight kids watching me. Jump! Don't jump! Go, go! You know, <laughs> yeah. That's what I really love about it. Like... I don't, I don't Twitch myself, particularly I just like the solitude of just playing, but I do love the fact that, like you said, you're engaging with fellow gamers watching you game. I reckon that's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool to have people show up just to watch me play video games. It's kind of one of those things you dream of doing as a kid. Yeah, yeah it's totally. Now, have you always, like even before actually being a Twitch streamer, had you always been a gamer to some extent? Um... I kind of grew up watching games like my best friend's brother would always play uh, Majora's Mask and like that and I'd always want to watch but like my mom didn't really buy games and I I think I had like Bratz Forever Diamonds which oh, yeah. gives me a <laughs> yeah my age <laughs> I was never like really into games until I got into like seventh grade middle school mm-hmm. yeah but this is this is the amazing thing, right? You mentioned, you know, showing your age there. Um, and then I sort of sit somewhere in between yourself and my co-host here, Dan. And then Dan, as you just mentioned, you know, the, the older sort of end yeah, of mate. the ages. That's not sugarcoated. That's the truth. You old fart. But the, the, like, this is the beauty about video games and the video gaming community. And this is one of the things that I love about Twitch. It's, it's so inclusive of everyone around you and... More often than not, you jump on a stream like yours, Dragon Fruit, and there are a lot of really, there's a lot of really supportive chat just going on. Yeah, yeah the communities are really great, and what's really cool is I feel like I have there's a lot of EU people, and like I have an Australian person who watches me, who's actually oh, my we, mom we, now, and we might like, know him. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that you can have like these awesome people come from like around the world and just be really supportive, like you said. Yeah. Um, the, like you, you mentioned before, you know, you're at about a 120 odd, 130 odd, and then you had the six month hiatus. You sort of came back to it, um, afterwards and you had a bit more time to sort of, um, pump into it. When did you start realizing that you were actually starting to grow your numbers? And, and you mentioned you've been doing this for about 18 months or so. I mean, that's a... That to me seems really quick to grow from 130 odd to 8,472. Do you remember that moment where you started realizing, okay, this is actually starting to work now? Yeah, it was actually recently when I got on VR chat and I started hanging out with people like Dyrus and like Pokles who are big uh, Overwatch and League of Legends people. There's like, I, I feel like mine isn't, I grew up my audience it kind of just exploded in the past few months yeah because the whole vr chat thing kind of grew really quickly the networking side of things is really important to this that's one thing that i've noticed trying to grow the game on aus stream 
Kev, you got any um, any sort of insight or any sort of uh, advice that you can give to fledgling streamers who are trying to make themselves stand out and trying to get those big streamers to say, uh, get those big streamers to notice them? Like, how did you go about getting those other streamers to notice you, uh, like, over everybody else? I, well, there's a whole story. Do you mind if I... Tell what happened. Go for it, please. So I had been playing VR chat and I had I saw that Dyrus, who's this like big League of Legends streamer, he used to be like a competitive player, and he was playing, and I was like, Oh, I want to go say hi to him. And so I waited until he was in a a public lobby and I like jumped in, but right as I jumped in, he was like, Oh, I gotta go charge my my like hand things. I don't know what they're called, like the remotes. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And I, remotes, and I was yeah. like, oh, I, I was really upset because I wanted to say hi to him. And then um, this uh, Pokelols came up to me. And at the time, I didn't know who he was or like what he did. I just knew he was some guy who came up to me. And he said, <laughs> he was like, hi, would you like to be my girlfriend? And like a really like awkward accent. Because that's like what he did in VR chat is just like pretend to hit on girls. And... You know, as a as a re- reflex, I may have told him to to kill himself. And just <laughs> wow! To, okay. <laughs> to just like leave me alone, and then um, I realized I think someone because he was like, "Oh, sorry," and he like ran off. And uh, another guy, Panunu, he came in and he was like, "Do you do you know who that was?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "Oh, that's Pokles." And I was like. Who who is that? And I looked him up, and I was like, "Oh, sh- like, oh shit!" Like this person, <laughs> this guy and I so- told to go hang himself would actually change my life <laughs> yeah, right yeah, about yeah. now. Yeah, and I was like, "Okay," and it wasn't even like, a, "Oh, he's a big streamer. I want to like get big off of him." Because I wasn't streaming the game at that time. I was like, I felt bad at that point because I was like, I just told this guy to like do that, <laughs> so I ended up joining. A private session that Dyrus had off of uh, Panunu, and I ended up asking Dyrus, I was like, hey, can you tell Poke that I'm sorry? Like, I didn't mean it. I didn't know who he was. And he was like, oh, yeah, sure. Whenever we see him again. And then we ended up hanging out the rest of the night, just like chilling with like a whole bunch of other people. And then from there, I started streaming with the group. And like, my, my viewer count and like my followers just kind of exploded. From there, and it, like VR chat's been a crazy experience for people. Mm. It's it's unreal because it's not just about you know it's a bit of a testament to you because it's not just about hanging out in communities and talking to bigger streamers and getting the stream. I mean, there is also the fact that you have to be entertaining when you actually do stream. You have to be on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the what are what are some of the things that you have done to make yourself like make yourself stand out in a way that actually gets people to stay on your stream and watch you for an extended period of time. I really try to just be really engaging with my chat. I know for people who are just starting out, cause I know I had like two viewers before all of this. It's like, you have to make sure that you keep talking because you never know when like someone's going to join in and they're going to be in there for like, five seconds and if you're not talking or being entertaining in that five seconds they're gonna leave and you're gonna like lose that person Mm -hmm. so it's a matter of just like constantly talking even just like talking to yourself just commentating the game 
And I think that's like the one thing people don't do. Because it's like when you're by yourself, you don't want to talk. It's awkward. Yeah. I know a lot of times like people bring in their friends so it's a bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can like talk to someone so there's noise happening. Yeah. It's You know, it's it's funny, Kayla, hearing you say this out loud. Like I, um, Dan and I, and I think I've mentioned this to you in an email back and forth as we were organizing this. Dan and I both work for a commercial radio station. In fact, the biggest commercial radio station in Perth, WA. Now, in terms of, you know, audience size versus what you're used to in the States, like, they, you know, our radio station and audiences and stuff, we're, we're tiny, right? But in Australia, we we have the biggest audience going around any radio station here in Perth, and it's quite, a, quite an achievement. But the thing that – the things that you're saying – about being a Twitch streamer and remaining engaging and always talking and feeling a little bit awkward because you're always talking to yourself in a way um, mm-hmm. are the things that we get taught at the very basic level when we're starting oh, out yeah. in radio to yeah. be a great commercial radio broadcaster. So before I – Dan's in digital content – and before I, I did the uh, commercial radio drive show that I'm on now, I was actually a music jock, like a guy who would jump on and uh, talk in between, you know, every every three or four songs. And everything that you are saying right now is everything that I was told when I was starting to make my way in the industry. The, the parallels between Twitch, Twitch streaming and uh, radio are just incredible. So if you ever wanted to make the transition to <laughs> radio, like yeah. I, I can honestly tell you now, you've got all the basics down pat in terms of what you need to know and the way you need to think. Yeah. And to go back to what you said about networking, because I think that is a big part of Twitch. And I feel like it kind of gets taken advantage of sometimes where people like go into other streams and be like, hey, guys, I'm going live kind of a thing. Yeah. But I feel like it's more if like people want to network, it's more of just going into a Twitch community because you like it and just like talking to the streamer, being active in the chat. And then, you know, from there, they'll notice that you stream and like. They might want to host you one time, and then it's kind of just like a... You just really have to make sure you make connections, but make them genuine kind yes. of a thing, because you don't want to just, like, go advertise yourself in someone's chat. Yeah, yeah. Because that's never good. Well, it's <laughs> never good because, uh, you know, ge- it, It's leechy. <laughs> it is. It's so leechy, because generally you are... It's, it's like cheesing the game, like, you know, and... Generally, you are in a Twitch chat of somebody who is uh, who has been where you are and knows that there is sort of like a there's an unspoken rule in Twitch, and that is you don't drop in and drop your name around other people's Twitch streams because it's disrespecting the amount of work that they have put into their Twitch stream themselves. Yeah, basically. I know. Yeah, it's completely true because I've had people come into like chats I mod moderate and they'll be like hey guys like when or they see like another streamer in their chat and they'll be like oh hey you when are you going live when this other person's streaming kind of a thing yeah yeah and there's like kind of an underlying rule of just having that respect where like you can network but you kind of have to be more discreet about it if that makes sense yeah Yeah. i I think gamers generally are pretty smart people and they see through bullshit pretty quickly so if you're not genuine yeah (laughs) you know and you're not you're overtly just trying to get followers people just go no like what you to me what you did dragon fruit (laughs) is that you played a pretty extreme version of hard to get (laughs) yeah the the, the dude came and asked you out and you said you know fuck off (laughs) 
And then he's yeah. got he's gone. He must have gone. Holy shit! She's got some sass. I like it. And then boom. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> hey, um, Dragon Fruit, look, this has been an incredible chat. We, we can't thank you so much for sharing uh, your experience as a Twitch streamer and just purely for, for jumping on the chat. It's been wonderful to have you as a guest on the Game on AUS podcast. And we know that our listeners are going to get a hell of a lot out of it, particularly our Twitch streamers who are up and coming and want to build communities like yours. If there is um, any sort of advice as a as a really successful Twitch streamer that you can leave them with, um, you know, what would you say to those up-and-comers who are trying to make a go of this? It takes time. I think that's the one thing people forget. Like, for me, in a sense, I blew up really quickly, but I'd been streaming for such a long time, it was like everything kind of caught up. But I feel like a lot of people expect it to happen really quickly, and, like, I just say don't get discouraged if your follower count doesn't go up right away like it take it takes a lot of time and you really have to work on your stream you can't just get like disappointed that you're not getting followers and just not give it 100 percent all the time you have to honestly be on top of it yeah 24 like 24 7 just and then it'll happen and that's the best part is like your hard work will pay off just not maybe not in the beginning you know Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely awesome all right uh kayla a.k.a. Dragonfruit. If you want to see her stream, you can go to twitch.tv forward slash dragonfruit. Uh, you mentioned Dyrus. In fact, you're actually hosting him as we speak. Yes, I've been uh, watching the stream a little bit. But look, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. We can't thank you enough for your time. And we know that our audience is getting a hell of a lot out of it. And we will catch you across uh, Twitch at some point very soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was super fun. What a great girl. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, to, to know that... Um like I said in the in the interview, what I love about Twitch is that it's connecting. You know, I did this unit in uh, uni back in the day called Virtual Communities, and this was essentially what it was about, like you know, creating those communities. And the fact that there's legitimate friendships, I think, being born out of this kind of stuff, yeah, is really cool to yeah, me. Absolutely so, awesome. And uh, yeah, just once again, just want to reiterate that. Thank you so much to Dragonfruit. Yeah, uh, bloody oath. for jumping on and taking a punt because we've gotten in touch with a fair few Twitch streamers and. You rarely hear back from him, but she was actually the first one to follow up and to uh, to go, no, I'm going to go through with this and see what this is all about. And um, I know our listeners are going to get a lot out of it. Yeah, so, definitely. Awesome. Awesome stuff, Dragonfruit. Definitely. As mentioned before, twitch.tv forward slash Dragonfruit. Please go there. If you've got a Twitch account, follow her, subscribe even, chuck her some support because um, she's doing great things in the space, particularly in VR. Yep. All right, Dan, it is actually well past that time. But I'm ready, mate. But I know you're ready to go. If anything, ready to go even more because it's past that time. It is time for... I've got you in my sights. Unleash. Peter. Yes, Daniel. I, like I said, on numerous occasions, I'm sorry again for bringing it up, but I am a uh, gamer of the... Extreme vintage. Mm. I've been. I'm 45 years old, and I've played games a long time. Mm. Probably 30. That no, probably 40 years almost. Right. Yep. I have gone through every gamut of um, gaming, uh, not peripherals, but the actual mechanism that a game gets loaded: cartridge, disc, mini disc, cartridge, disc, mini disc. What was the mini well, the disc? The GameCube disc. Remember they were tiny. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I don't think mini disc. I think those. You know those. Remember when there were mini disc players that came out and had a bit of a yeah, run. I do. Yeah. Like uh, I think it was about two thousand and early two thousands five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, yep. yeah. Little um, square cartridges. Yeah. I even for those who have been long time listeners will know I used to load up games on my Commodore sixty four on a, a like an audio cassette, mm. and it took forty minutes to load. Yeah. Now. In 2017, I cannot believe, Pete, and Here I'm talking go. to you, EA. Here we go. I'm talking to you because the load times on Battlefront 2 is fucking ridiculous. That's beautiful. That fucking start, it goes forever. I always think, it always catches me up. I think the game's crashed. Mm. And then right at the very top, there's this little surreptitious little thing that's loading. It's like, fuck, it's still loading. Good use of the word surreptitious. Thank you very much. Way. You're welcome. I cannot believe that in 2017, I'm waiting up to two to three minutes for Preach. a game to load. Preach. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that there's processing power. I know that the games are complex, but fuck me, can we work it out? Because time is money, people. Yeah. And I haven't got fucking time as a busy dad of two, three. I almost said two. <laughs> three. Maybe two. I don't know. The postman's a very attractive guy. Um, but I've got too bloody busy to be sitting there waiting for three minutes for a bloody game to load. And it's not just Battlefront 2. Tight bloody Rory McElroy's golf. Pro Evo soccer. Get your shit together, people. Fuck me! I want a game. How um? How about the loading time? Now this is this comes with respect to Battlefront too. How about the loading time when you're actually in the game, trying to find a game to connect oh, to, like when you're playing online don't multiplayer. Even get me started, Pete, on that because that's even worse. Yeah, but that's something to do. That's not. That's as much to do with the game, I think, as this is to do with. Malcolm! I will have sex with whoever I want, Malcolm. Don't you tell me <laughs> I can't have sex. Anyway, that's my thing, mate. I low times shit me to tears, mate. And coming from a guy that sat for 40 minutes playing a game called Murder on the Waterfront that took 40 fucking minutes to load and half the time would crash, I've lost my patience, mate. Mm. All right? So short, sort your shit out, gamers. Gaming developers, buddy companies. Fucking well well said. Right. Well said, Dan. Oh. Thank you so much for that. That was... Beautifully, beautifully said. Oh, that's almost as angry as yours last week. Almost. <sighs> almost. I didn't drop the seat bomb. All right, I reckon that's going to do it for today. I'm spent, mate. Far out. That's that's a good sesh. Good well, sesh. Always good sesh. Always that good was, sesh. That was a ripper. Um, that'll do it for episode 68 of the Game on AUS podcast. If you've made it this far, thank you. We big appreciate your time. Next week, big oh. fucking show. Oh, God, a big show next week. Far out. What are we going to do for it? I'll choose some mints. <laughs> <laughs> He's referring to the magic number. <laughs> this is episode 68. You can work out the rest. Yeah, that's right. Hey, uh, big thanks to a few people. AndrewHogue.com. Yes, yes. H-A-U-G, uh, who we didn't mention at the top of the podcast. Uh, you may be listening to this show on his online heavy metal radio station, the biggest in Australia, and we thank him for the opportunity to be able to put this on his radio station. What an absolute superstar. Yep. PLE Computers, tech sponsors, and thank you so much for your support. Sophie Blue and the Blue Planet PR team as well. Gameonaus.com forward slash, um, forward slash, gameonaus.com. There is a new review up there. It's another retro review from our mate, Adam Lamotte. So Lamotte's review, absolute legend. Firestorm, is it? Down there, it's Firestorm, isn't it? Uh, Diablo, one. Diablo, mm. one, is it? I thought you did Firestorm. No, Diablo. Oh, I might have done another one. 
Oh. He's done two then. Well, oh, fucking hell. Just calm, calm the fuck down, No, Adam. keep coming, Adam. Nah, keep coming, it. Adam. It's great. He loves it. Um, so thank you so much. We appreciate that. Uh, get there. Check out the review. And also the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash game on AUS. Check out the pinned post for details about how you can win yourself going from your shit chair to a shit yeah. Go and find us. They won't find you because of the Facebook. You fucking, yeah, you fucking assholes. Um, $300 worth of Battleball Gaming chair there and up for grabs. All right, let's get out of here. Ross has to get in his studio and do his thing. (laughs) Have a great weekend in gaming. And as we always say, Dan, don't fucking forget to save.